the very first part of verse number one could just stand on its own, couldn't it? And the second part of verse number one could stand on its own too. The, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. That one song that we sang, uh, Shalom, that had the word verdant in it. Did you, did you know what that word meant? So in Spanish, I mean, verde, right, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, would be what? Green, green yes. So verdant would be green. Uh, verdant pastures. Um, and see, Danny knew that, and Cohen knew that, because they took Latin. No, not really. Okay. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Now, some people would read that and they would think, how is a rod and a staff comforting? Sounds like something you'd get whooped with, you know. Um, but uh, the, the, the rod, the, the, the whooping is for the enemies. Um, the staff, that's the thing that gets us out. We fall off the side of the cliff, we're on a little ledge, or we're inside a crevice, and, and uh, that's the thing that gets us out. Uh, the shepherd's crook, you've seen that shape before, haven't you? Yeah, thy rod and thy staff, that would be the staff. They comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Brother Bruce, would you pray for us? Amen. May be seated. So, did y'all remember to pray for Brother Mac and Brother Charles? You know, they're in Mexico. Um, they're not coming back until tomorrow. So, continue in prayer for Mac Tomlinson and Charles Leiter as they're there. I, I'm not sure. Was it Monterey? Did it, did it say what they sent to us? Didn't say. I'm assuming it's Monterey. Um, but be in prayer uh, for them. So, anybody here ever had sheep? You've had sheep, Sister Carolyn? Okay, anybody else? Brother JT, you ever had sheep? You've had sheep? I'm not talking about eating it. 
I'm talking about living ones. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> he does like to barbecue. Um, so, Sister Carolyn, you've you've had sheep, more than one, herd of sheep, no, like how how many? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so your experience with sheep is that they're crazy. Yeah, pretty much. Well, that one was. Yeah. Well, they they have a, a, a herd flock sort of mentality. They will follow. Um, you know, not like a, a donkey is not necessarily something that wants to do what you you know, want it to do, you know, a lot of times, but, but sheep do have a, a herd mentality. I've, I've read a portion of some things that a pastor who was a shepherd before he was a pastor, um, and some of the things that he wrote and sheep can really, they, they, if they're not comfortable, if they're not at peace, they have trouble even sleeping. Um, you know, and so they've, you know, they've, they've, they've got to, you know, sheep need a shepherd. You know, they need someone with a rod and a staff. They need someone to lead them, you know, to the green pastures and beside still waters. Um, I, I read an incident. This was back in 2006. I just read it this morning. I don't remember this happening. So several families, this is in Turkey. Um, so this is about sheep in Turkey, right? Okay. <laughs> 15, we're coming up, you know, we're thinking about turkeys because it's Thanksgiving just this coming week, right? Uh, but 1,500 sheep, multiple families. Um, you know, each family may have like maybe 20 or, or so sheep. Um, and so that's, this is their business, their livelihood. And, and the shepherds are supposed to be watching these 1,500 sheep. Well, they thought they were okay while they would go and eat you know, breakfast. I guess they all got together. They didn't go to Denny's or anything. You know, they would have been out in the wilderness. Uh, but while they were not tending the sheep, this one that all the rest would follow decided it would jump off of a cliff. And the 1,500 proceeded to follow. And it wasn't until about 450 had died until the remainder of them that had jumped and fallen upon basically the, the, the bodies of the other sheep that were down in the ravine uh, that they, uh, you know, survived. So you, you, you kind of get the idea, don't you, that sheep need a shepherd? Um, and so what are we compared to? I mean, we're, we're, we're compared to sheep. Um, right, yeah, just because somebody else does doesn't mean you ought to also, right? <clears throat> but it, it's so ingrained you know, in the sheep to follow. And so as you think about that, what does the Lord say about it? My sheep hear my voice. You know, a stranger's voice they'll not follow. But the, my sheep hear my voice. They know my voice. They'll hear my voice. They'll follow at my command. They'll follow, you know, what I say, you know, unto them. So sheep do need a shepherd. Um, the only other story that I can tell you about sheep this morning, and I know my mom's probably thinking, dad's probably thinking about it. You've probably heard it before, Brother JT, but, but Brother Dean Pruitt, when he was a kid, they had sheep and they had goats. Well, a storm came up, 
and the sheep all ran into the barn. Well, the goats saw that and decided, you're not going to have the barn, we're going to. And so they ran all the sheep out. And while the sheep were run out of the barn and the goats were in the barn, lightning struck the barn and killed all the goats. But I know as we think about sheep and we think about God's people, you know, being called sheep, and what's the world called? Goats, yeah. Um, The sheep were spared. The goats were, were, judgment fell upon them, you know, um, there in that barn. But um, we are his sheep. We we can we sang about it just just now. We can wonder, can't we? Um, Rebecca picked up a shirt at a, at a um, it was the fair on the square in Huntsville, and it was about it on the back of it. If you've seen her wear it before, there you'll see rows of sheep, and if you count them, there's actually 99, you know, on the back of her shirt. And he left the 99 to go after the one, you know, that had gone, you know, astray. Um, but sheep are wandering animals they are vulnerable animals they are helpless i mean they they don't have they don't have fangs they don't have claws um you know they're they've they've got you know flat teeth they they chew the cud they 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 eat grass um you know they're not going to attack you know another animal they're going to be attacked you know by other animals so uh, they would be devoured by their adversaries were it not for the rod uh, of the shepherd um, so we, we've got that imagery, you know, here before us. And when we, we say the Lord is my shepherd, you know, we, 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 we see that word Lord there in verse number one. That is the same name that God gives unto Moses at the burning bush. I am who I am. He is the self-existent eternal uh, God of, of the heavens. He, he needs nothing. Nothing is provided to him. Nothing's wiser, more powerful than he is. Um, and he's the one that keeps us. What, what's going to get past him? And you think about there's likely been shepherds out in the field tending the sheep. And by the way, that's like a 24-hour job. Um, they may do that in shifts, but that's something that the, 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 the shepherd has to be out there all the time. I mean, he will even go ahead of the sheep into the field that he's leading them into. And if there's any poisonous or noxious weeds, he'll pluck those. Because otherwise, they would eat them. You know, that's, that's just what they're going to do. But I am who I am um, is the one, he who answers to none who's accountable to no one, who is over all, is the one who is watching over us. And, and, and for that reason, you know, we can pick up verses like Romans 8, 28 and say, that's absolutely true here. That he causes all things to work together for the good of those who, you know, or the called who, who love him, are called according to his purpose. So, so the I am, you should think about that. You know, the I am is your shepherd. Um, if he is your shepherd. Now, the Lord's not everyone's shepherd, right? How often do we go to a funeral for someone that, as far as we know about their life, unless there was something that happened in the final moments, they didn't know the Lord. And yet, funeral homes over and over and over again will take these six verses and they will print them, you know, in, in uh, the obituary. Um, you know, so it's, it's um, not... 
He's not everyone's shepherd. Is David said he's my shepherd. He's not shepherd over all of Israel even. He's not shepherd over all the Gentiles even. But he's shepherd over his people. Um, you know, so is he your shepherd? Knowing that he's not everyone's shepherd, is he your shepherd? John ten eleven, the Lord himself. It's not just David giving him this title in Psalm 23. The Lord himself uses that title of himself in John 10, 11, and he says he is the good shepherd. So that means that there's some bad ones, if there's good ones, right? So there's some under shepherds that when the wolf comes, what will they do? Come on, Sister Proby. They'll what? They'll flee. Yeah, when the, when the wolf comes, they'll run. Uh, but what does the Lord do? He says, I will give what? My life for the sheep. You know, he's the good shepherd. That's why he's the good shepherd, right? He'll give his life even for the sheep. This, this is lowly, menial work. You think about how the Lord condescended. I mean, when you think about occupations, think about when, when, when Joseph is in Egypt and, and his, his family comes. And what does he instruct them to tell Pharaoh as far as their occupation what it was? Shepherds. What did the Egyptians think of shepherds? They, it was an, it was, they despised them. And so Joseph knew that. And he knew that they would be given, you know, a separate place. And there they were in Goshen. You know, they, they wanted them away from them. You know, get these shepherds away from us. They're an abomination unto us. Um, you kind of find that in, in Genesis, you know, 46. Um, it says it in verse number 34. Every shepherd is an abomination unto the Egyptians. Uh, so it was, it was not a popular occupation. It wasn't an easy occupation. I mean, you were, you were out there, you know, in, in the middle of nowhere, as it were, out, out, out in the pasture somewhere. There's, there, you had to take your shelter with you. You know, more than likely it was, you know, going to be a tent. You didn't dwell in a house. You know, you didn't, you didn't have a nice, comfortable bed probably. You were laying on the ground. You were taking care, you know, of the sheep. It was a, a menial occupation, and the shepherd labored to guide and guard and protect uh, the flock. So it, it's a reminder to me of the Lord's condescension. You know, how that, that in 2 Corinthians 8, 9, it says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that through his poverty you might be made rich. So condescending to our low estate, we were sheep in need of a shepherd, in need of a shepherd. Isaiah 40, verse 11 says, He shall feed his flock like a shepherd like a shepherd. Maybe one day we can convince Brother JT to preach through the book of Isaiah since he likes it so much. I don't know. If the Lord leads him to. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. He's not driving. I mean, you see, you see these cowboys on, on the, the movies and they're driving cattle. We don't get that imagery here at all, do we? It says here that he carries them. It says here that he gently leads them um, that are with young. And then back to 
John chapter 10, verse 11, I read that to you before. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. You know what that, that invokes in my mind? What comes right before Psalm 23? Psalm 22. And isn't that what Psalm 22 is all about? It's about him giving his life for us, isn't it? He giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hiring fleeth because he's a hireling and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. He knows every one of us by name, just like the stars of heaven. We, we, can't, we can't name or number the stars of heaven, but God knows them all. He knows every single sheep all over the face of the earth, wherever they may be, every kindred, every tongue, every tribe, every nation. And he is known of them, it says. As the Father knoweth me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. That's the thing that Brother J.T. was talking to us about. No man taketh it from me. Well, I mean, there was that spear. Brother J.T. told us about it. And it was driven into his side. No man taketh it from me. He laid his life down, right? He stood there before Pilate, didn't he? You know, Pilate's like, don't you understand I have the power to, to release you or put you to death? And the Lord said, you would have no power over me whatsoever except it were given to you from above. You know, right now he could call down how many legions of angels? Yeah. And what would that do? I mean, you could, that, that, that would, you could decimate the entire, you know, planet with that many legions of angels. Um, he says, no man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and power to take it up again. You know, this commandment have I received of my father. There was a division, therefore, again, among the Jews for these sayings. Then you skip on down to verse number 26, and it says, listen to this. We're talking about sheep. He's, he's, he's speaking unto these that there's this division, you know, among. And in verse number 26, listen to how this reads. But ye believe not, because you're not of my sheep. If they had been of his sheep, they would have believed. But they were not of his sheep, therefore they did not believe. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them, again, we're back where Brother J.T. was, eternal life is what I give unto them. And they shall never perish. That's why when we get down to the end of Psalm 23, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall what? Dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Forever, right? It says, I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Listen to Hebrews 13, 20. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood 
of the everlasting covenant. First Peter 2.25, for ye were as sheep going astray. We need a shepherd. We were as sheep going astray, but are now returned under the shepherd and bishop of your souls. First Peter 5.4, and when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Again, there's that eternal life. Revelation 7.17 says, For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them. Shall feed them. And shall lead them unto living fountains of water. Sounds kind of like where we are in Psalm 23. Beside the still waters, right? And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. So like we said, not everyone can claim this. Not everyone can claim this psalm for themselves. This is for those who truly are his sheep. This is for those who believe what's in Psalm 22. Right? Can't claim Psalm 23 unless you believe what's in Psalm 22. And it's no mistake that they're right there beside one another. So, not for everyone, only those who have need. Do you have need of the Lord to be your shepherd? I have need. I'm weak. I have need. I have need of the Lord to lead me. Lydia and Anna and I were talking last night about uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, which was my text at the conference. And, um, Sister Provy and, and uh, the boys went, uh, except for Danny, went you know, with us. But um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not upon your own understanding. I mean, if I'm going to have a shepherd, I need to lean upon him. I need to trust him and not lean upon my own understanding. What good would it be to have a shepherd? You know, I said, well, I'm not going to listen to what he has to say. I'm not going to listen to his voice. Well, that, that's, not, that's not characteristic of a sheep. You know, the sheep, the definition of a sheep that we're given here, you know, was that they hear the shepherd's voice and they follow what is called. You know, so trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not upon your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. I mean, I'm looking to the shepherd. Lord, which way should I go? Lead me. Mm hmm. Yeah. Don't, I don't want to go. Yeah. Lord, I'll stay right here with you unless you, unless you go. Just like that, the, 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 the pillar, you know, uh, and, and, you know, as, as it moved, as that fire moved, as that cloud moved, they moved. But if it didn't move, they stayed right where they were. I mean, here they were in a wasteland, in the wilderness. I mean, there wasn't a corner store. You know, there wasn't a market of any kind. Um, here they were. Most of the people around them hated them. Uh, went the worst way, you know. Uh, and, and the Lord provided. Miraculously, no doubt. I mean, manna from heaven. Shoes that didn't wear out. Clothes that didn't wear out. Water from a rock. You know, incredible. So, is, is, is anything too hard for the Lord? No. You know, it, we, we, we find ourselves in need of a shepherd. And our shepherd is able to lead us to green pastures. Our shepherd is able to lead us beside still waters. Uh, our shepherd is able to restore our soul. You think about being out in a, in a wasteland like that. Um, he's able to restore our soul. So David knew something of being a shepherd, didn't he? He knew something of tending to his father's sheep. <clears throat> Listen to him give his resume 
Danny and I were talking about this last night, but listen to him give his resume before Saul. You know, here's, here's this young man that shows up. I mean, he hasn't been called to the, to the battlefront. He was sent by his father. He was sent to bring refreshment, you know, to his brothers. You know, and, and Eliab's like, what are you doing here? Yeah, I know you. Uh, you. You just came so you could see the battle. You know, that's the only reason you're here. You know, who'd you leave those sheep with? You need to get back to the flocks. You don't belong here. But David begins to, he's like, what have I done? You know, I'm, I'm doing what my father commanded me to do. I'm here, I'm, I'm here because he sent me. You know, and so the word gets back to Saul about this young man. Nobody, I mean, this has been going on for a while. Nobody wants to challenge Goliath. He comes out every morning and this, this whole scene replays every day, you know, and I'm sure Saul was getting tired of it. And I'm sure Israel was getting tired of it. Um, you know, who's going to go fight, you know, this, this giant. And so word gets to Saul and David says to Saul in 1 Samuel 17, 34, here, here's, here's why I can go out. Right? Here, here's why I, I, I have the resume to take this job. I've got the qualifications. Your servant was tending his father's sheep, and when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock, I mean, this isn't, he's come to the edge of the woods and you're scaring him off. No, he's already got one of those sheep, you know, in between his teeth, you know, let's say, took a lamb. I don't think the bear's carrying the lamb like this, right? And running, you know. No, I, it's probably he's on all fours and he's got this lamb, you know, in his mouth. And David says, I went out after him and attacked him. Isn't that remarkable language? You know, I went out after the bear. I went out after the lion and I attacked him. I chased him down and I attacked him. He attacked one of the sheep. I went out, chased him down and attacked him and rescued it from his mouth. And when he rose up against me, I seized him by his beard. We don't have many beards here. Andrew's got a pretty long one. You know, Donnie's guesses, you know, kind of compete there. But, but grabbed him by his beard, it says, and struck him and killed him. With what? Well, a shepherd's got a staff and he's got a rod. And that rod was like a two-foot club, let's say. And he just wailed on that bear until he let go of that sheep, you know, um, and killed it. So David had shepherding experience, but that's not all. David's out there trusting in the Lord. David didn't go out against that bear in his own strength. David didn't go out against that lion in his own strength. I'm sure day after day, as he, think about the first day that he likely had to spend out there with those sheep. When his father first sent him, and that first night that he had to spend out there, and, that, and the stories that he had likely heard from all of his brothers that were older than him, and the things that had happened maybe to the neighbor's sheep. He knew the dangers, but there he was out there, and he was praying, and he was seeking the Lord and saying, Father, help me to be able to care for these sheep. Help me to be able to... To, to deliver these sheep if they're attacked. First um, Samuel 17, 40 says he took his stick in his hand. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that was the rod. He's going after Goliath now. He took his stick in his hand and chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook 
and he put them in his shepherd's bag, which he had even in his pouch, and his sling was in his hand, and he approached the Philistine. Then the Philistine came on and approached David with the shield bearer in front of him. And when the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy with a handsome appearance. And the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine also said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the sky and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you with my rod and my stones. No. He says, I come to you in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. This day the Lord will deliver you up into my hands and I will strike you down and remove your head from you. And I will give the dead bodies of the army of the Philistines, not just Goliath, but the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel and that all this assembly may know that the Lord does not deliver by sword or spear. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. So you hear what David's really saying there? What he's really saying there is what we're looking at in Psalm 23. The Lord. You know, here's, here's Goliath, and he's cursing David by all of his gods. And David's is saying this. He's saying, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord will deliver me, and the Lord will deliver you into my hand. You can curse me by your gods. You can come at me with your size and your strength and, your, and, and the, the staff you know, the, or the spear that was the size of a weaver's beam. You, you can come at me you know, with those things. But I come to you in the name of the Lord. I come to you in the name of the Lord. And just like I kept my father's flock, my heavenly father's going to keep my, the great shepherd's going to keep me. He who is Lord over all, the sovereign and supreme, the maker of heaven and earth, who regards us as the what? Apple of his eye? Yeah. My shepherd. He's my keeper. So David says, the second part of verse number one, I shall not want. I mean, the Lord being who he is and the Lord having this title that he has, as shepherd, what's going to happen to his flock? What, what's what's going to get by him as the keeper of his flock? What's going to take one of, one of the sheep out of his hand? Didn't we sing about that? None can pluck us out of our father's hand. You know, it's not possible. It's not possible. No good thing is withheld. The Lord of all who owns cattle on a thousand hills. The Lord of all. He it is that is our shepherd. He, he, he who with, with him nothing shall be impossible. What can he not give? What will he not give? I mean, you think about the statement. It says, I shall not want. Right? So, what do you want? Or should we rather say, what do you need? 
There's not anything that you need that the Lord's not going to give unto you, right? And there may be some things that you think in your mind, um, I'd be better off if I had this. Well, guess what? The Lord must not think so or you'd have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's able to supply all of our needs. That being the case, I mean, we ought to be content, shouldn't we? Be content with such things as you have, right? We ought to be content. We ought to be at peace. We ought to be at rest. We ought to be able to lay down our heads. We, we talked about that in the beginning about the sheep. And if, and if, they're, not, if they're not comfortable, they, they can't fall asleep. We, we ought to be able to sleep. We ought to be able to rest because we're resting in him. We're resting in him, the author and the finisher of our faith. You know, where, where's our treasure? I mean, if we're sheep, our treasure is a shepherd. Uh, we we, we want to be rich towards God. We don't want to be like the rich man, you know, who, who had all these, his, his crops had, had, had I mean, abundance, tore down the barns, built bigger ones. And God says, thou fool, this night your soul's required. Whose are these things going to be? And so is everyone who is not rich towards God. So what do you want to be? I want to be rich towards God. I, I want the Lord to enable me to want to be rich towards him. I, I can remember, you know, wanting to have all these other things. Now, now I want less than what I have. Uh, really, I'm talking about earthly things. Uh, the, the more of that stuff you have, the more work, you know, it's going to be. But to have him, what else do we need? What else do we, he's going to, he says, seek first, right? The kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these other things. I mean, the things that the Gentiles seek after, the things that they clamor and climb over one another, you know, and, 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 and they, they, they'll step all over each other to get it. I mean, I, I know that we don't really have it happening now like we did, but, you know, Black Friday is coming. Can you remember people camping outside the stores? Can you remember hearing the stories of people pressing so hard against the doors of Walmart that they would trample people? Yeah, right. Yeah. It's no longer one day. Yeah, it's all all the time. Yeah, um, but but you know you see that's that's that's. I mean, there were seven TVs maybe at Best Buy that you could get for a hundred dollars. That you know was however much. But they, they, they got to have that. They can't, it, they're not at rest. They don't have any peace unless they have that. Do we need that? Or do we need him? Knowing that he'll supply whatever it is that we have need of. Psalm 34 verse 10 says, The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want anybody any good thing. So what kind of things are we going to get? Good things. Who's going to make the determination of what's good and what's not? The Lord is. I mean, he's the shepherd. He's leading us into these pastures. He's leading us beside these still waters. He's the one that's deciding what those things are. He knows better than I. You know? What good thing? What's a good thing? Maybe trial, maybe tribulation, maybe sickness, maybe health. It could be riches. 
earthly riches. We're, we're not without people in the scriptures who were, who were wealthy, extremely wealthy. You know, Abraham uh, being one. Um, Solomon, yes. You know, the Bible gives that description. Who's arrayed himself like, you know, in the, the flowers of the field. You know, God arrays that, but here's Solomon in all his glory. You know, but what, what am I going to like? But the Lord's the one that determines what the good thing, you know, is. Our estimation of what's good is not always what God's is. There are things that have happened unto us in our lives that we wouldn't have chosen for ourselves. I'm not sure about that, Lord. I don't think. If we could see it before it gets here, what would we think about it? <laughs> Lord, does that have to come? If it's possible, let that cup pass from me. I don't want to drink of that, you know. Or are we... Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Lord, if you say that that cup is, is, is good for me to drink, then I want to drink it. You know, I, I think I've told some of you, uh, first time I was kind of away from my parents and gone on vacation with some other family. And while I was gone, I got a stomach bug of some sort. I was the only one. Nobody else got it. Um, and, and there was a house full of people. They rented a house right on the water. Um, I think it was in Concan. That's where we were. But um, my uncle calls my dad and tells him that I'm sick. And my dad says, go to the store and get him some apple cider vinegar. I had never had that stuff before. It was offensive before it got to my mouth. You know, the smell of it. It already reached my nostrils. It wasn't a sweet-smelling savor, Brother JT, you were talking about this morning. Uh, it was, a, it was an, a, a very offensive, you know, odor. Uh, but I drank it. And guess what? It calmed my stomach. I enjoyed the rest of the trip. Um, so you understand what I'm saying. The Lord gives us this cup. said, this is best for you to drink. Instead of shrinking from it, you know, we say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Psalm 119, verse 71 and 72 says, it is good for me that I have been afflicted. I mean, only those who are his sheep, only those that know him as a shepherd could say something like that. Who's, who else is going to say, it's good for me that I've been afflicted? And David says that I might learn thy statutes. The law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. The Lord knows where to lead us. He led the children of Israel out there for 40 years out in the wilderness, didn't he? And we read in Deuteronomy 2.7, For the Lord thy God hath blessed thee in all the works of thy hand. He knoweth thy walking through this great wilderness. He knows our path. He's the one that set it before us. These 40 years the Lord thy God hath been with thee. Thou hast lacked nothing. Nothing. What, it, what they needed, God gave them in the wilderness. And so, likewise, we're told not to worry about what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, what we're going to put on. The, the Lord will supply that. I mean, I've got... I hate to say it, but I've, I've probably got more clothes in the closet than Teresa does. Mostly because this section is 36 and this section is 38. And I kind of fluctuate between the two. But, but um, you know, I, I don't have just one shirt. I've got lots of shirts, you know, that I can choose from. i got favorites, you know. But, but um, you know, that the Lord's given me more than I need. You know, and if I just had one shirt, that would be enough, wouldn't it? That would be enough. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. 
this is something I was reading Brother Conrad this morning on this psalm because there's there's a section it may be in the books that y'all got it's called bread from the book but it says those whose shepherd the Lord is shall never want for anything that is good for them we do not know what is good and what is not good for us but the shepherd does and he will withhold from us no good thing I mean we've read all of those things in verses what we cannot have we can be sure he has kept from us for our good Knowing this, we experience a peace and contentment that no one else on the earth can know. You know, all these things have been rolling around in my mind, and he's like, how long have I been telling you that? And he's like, put it in one little paragraph here. Um, we not only have all we can have, we have all we want. This or that is contentment. So what are we resting in? We're resting in, I've got, you know, large balance in my checking account, you know. Are we resting in the Lord? Because that could be gone tomorrow. I mean, overnight, you know, that could be gone. Somebody could reach in there and steal it from you. You know, the economy could crash and, and uh, thousands of dollars in there, you know, buy, you know, just a grocery basket full of, you know, that's happened in other countries. You know, you heard them talking about wheelbarrow, you know, loads of, of, of currency just to buy a loaf of bread. Um, so what are we resting in? The shepherd. The shepherd knows. The shepherd's there. The shepherd's watching. Watching When I go to sleep at night, I don't, I don't have to worry. You know, I, a storm comes. I go to sleep. You know, it's it's going to be a bad storm, Cohen says. You know, it's going to come out of the north or it's going to come out of this. It's going to have this, you know, the wind's going to be this much. And, and uh, you know, that, that, that type of a storm, you know, trees can fall. I told you all the story before about trying to wake you up. I told you, because some of you look really sleepy. I told you the story before about um, the time the hurricane was coming. And we, I mean, I boarded up all the windows on the parsonage over here. And I told Teresa, I said, well, it's coming from this direction. So I think we ought to stay in this room. I don't have a real good sense of direction. The only tree that fell, fell on that room. And all during the night, she's like, you hear that? I'm like, I don't, what? I don't hear anything. What? Yeah, right back to sleep. Yeah, I, I don't know. Did you sleep that night? Not much. Yeah. Um, we. I'm not saying that we'd be foolish, you know. But you understand what I'm saying. We, we rest in the Lord. We rest in Him. Is there truly a reality of your loving and living for Him? You know, those who are. Don't 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 be deceived. It's those who are doers of righteousness who are righteous. Are you one of his sheep? Is he your shepherd? We, we want to know. Sister Joy says it all the time. Lord, don't let me be deceived, right? Don't let me be deceived. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. And you're thinking he's only in verse number two. There's six of them. I don't think he's going to make it. You may be right. Um, but like we said, sheep aren't the brightest. I mean, as far as animals on the farm, they're not the brightest. Um, I told you the story about all the sheep there in Turkey. But they, they have to struggle to find water, grass. They need to be led to find these things. Like we said, they don't have anything to defend themselves with. No claws, you know, no sharp fangs. 
They'll, they'll eat poisonous weeds. They'll fall into gullies. They'll, they'll fall off of a cliff. You know, they'll, they'll, they, they just, they can't seem to tend, you know, for themselves. And so we're glad to have a shepherd that whenever I fall off of that cliff or I find myself stuck. I mean, I even, I even read one thing about, you know, these sheep, when they, they grow that the wool, I mean, it can get massive. And they need to be sheared. Because if they're not and they're that, they can fall over and not be able to get back up. <laughs> right. You just have a, have a mouthful of wool, you know. Yeah, yeah. But other shepherds may flee in the face of such danger as that, but not, not our shepherd. Now, I, I thought about Mark six thirty four. Jesus, when he came out, saw much people, right? And he was moved with compassion toward them because they were as sheep not having a shepherd, right? And he began to teach them many things. And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came unto him and said, this is a desert place. Time's far past. We should have sent them away a long time ago. Send them away that they may go into the country round about and into the village and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. See, these people came out here to hear the Lord, and they didn't even bring anything to eat. Like we said, sheep aren't the smartest, you know, uh, in, in, the, in the barnyard. But um, he answered them and said, well, give them something to eat. They don't have anything? Give them something to eat. You know, Peter, feed my sheep, right? Give them something to eat. He said unto them, how many loaves, loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they knew, they said five and two fishes. And he commanded them all to sit down by companies upon the green grass. What? The green grass we have some imagery here um, and they sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties and when he had taken the five loaves and two fishes he looked up to heaven and blessed and break the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them and the two fishes divided he among them all and they did all eat and were filled that's what the shepherd does he feeds his sheep doesn't he well we're enabled by faith to rest in these promises that God has made unto us. Seek him first. Seek his kingdom. Seek his righteousness. He'll supply all these things you know, unto you that you have need of. He'll, he'll, he'll make you to lay down in green pastures. And they didn't bring anything to eat. He fed them. In the wilderness, he fed them, it says. He leads me beside still waters. He's really saying unto us, come unto me. I'll give you rest. All you who are weary and heavy laden, you know, I will give you rest. You'll find rest for what? Your souls. Find rest for your souls. Not, not just the soles of your feet, right? But your souls. You find rest unto your souls. Are you resting in Christ? Have you found the Lord to be the perfect provider for all of your needs? I mean, hey, Brother Bruce was down in a submarine at the bottom of the ocean floor. And the Lord spoke. Not quite that far. You can't, you can't navigate from there. You're stuck. <laughs> you're probably, you've probably been, probably been hit. You know. 
You sunk my battleship. You know, I, you know, if you're on the bottom of the ocean floor, right? But the Lord spoke to him way down there, way down there. And if we had somebody that we had an astronaut in our midst, I mean, we'd be able to say the same thing, wouldn't we? Um, it wouldn't matter. The Lord's able to provide, feed his sheep, no matter where they are. He's able. Are we resting in him? Be careful for nothing, Philippians 4, 6 says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God which passes all understanding. I mean, you get down to the end, we're not going to make it that far, but you get down to the end of Psalm 23 and he spreads a table in the presence of our enemies, right? The peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. He is he gives unto us our daily bread. I mean, when we sit, do you, do you think about that very often when you sit down at lunch? You know, maybe it's just you. There's a lot, of, a lot of lunches these days that I eat by myself, you know. And whether it's, you know, from, you know, Panda Express or Whataburger or wherever it's from, you know, H-E-B barbecue, you know. And I sit there and think how the Lord caused all this to grow. I mean, all that has gone into what has made it to the plate that is sitting in front of me. I mean, the sunlight, the, 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 the nutrients within the ground, you know, that grew the grass, that, that fed the cow, you know, and, and all that, that, that happened with that cow in its lifetime, you know, before it came to the point that it was, you know, put on my plate. I mean, it's just incredible to think about all the Lord has done. It's gone into that. I mean, that's just one hamburger. Yeah, yeah. The Lord giving us the means to be able to, to and we, yeah, because, I mean, we didn't just provide that for ourselves. The, the, the Lord did, absolutely. And so when Cohen and Danny and Andrew went to Whataburger yesterday, I get, you probably got a single, didn't you? Did you get a double? Well, that one got a double. That one got a triple. <laughs> Yeah, so don't the Lord's the Lord's able. The Lord's able to supply. And how often we think about that daily bread that sits in front of us and the Lord's given that. Yeah. He's provided that. Graciously provided that. Well, how about also he delivers us from evil? Now, I've told the girls before, and I know it's probably kind of scared them a little bit. I said, When you walk around the farm, all them woods out there, I said, There's stuff out there watching you. <laughs> you know David was out there in the field watching the sheep there was stuff out there watching him yeah there's a bear there's a lion watching him you know he delivers us from evil the Lord delivered Satan's watching you he's looking for you know some some point within your armor that he can gain a foothold you know that, that, that he could get a fiery arrow to strike, you know. I mean, we don't have to look very far, do we? We see Job and the Lord asking him, have you considered him? And he says, can't touch him. You've got to hedge about him. Well, there's the shepherd again, keeping his sheep, right? And it wasn't good up to that point that Satan should be allowed to touch Job, but there came a point, didn't there, when God said, okay. Uh, yeah, there's there's this gauntlet, so to speak, that was laid down. He only he only serves you because of all the all the goodies that you give him. You take away those things, and he'll curse you to your face. You know, um, but Job didn't. He he continued to trust the shepherd. 
the shepherd who had supplied those things. The Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. And he worshiped, and he said, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Right. Yeah. And 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 what what are we going to do with be content with such things as you have? You know, um, you can't serve God and Mammon. You know, uh, how how hardly will a rich man enter into the kingdom of heaven? I mean, there's so many places, aren't there? You know, we we had the rich young ruler come. What lack I yet? Go and sell all that you have, and give it to the poor, and come and follow me. Uh, there's just so many places where things like that are. Um, left to ourselves, we would like everything. We might have everything the world could offer, but what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? You know, we could have everything and have nothing. We could have nothing and have everything, right? Have nothing this world has to give, but have everything in Christ. Everything in Christ. We belong to the one who is able. He is sufficient for all things and will provide for us. What is it that those who are in the care of the good shepherd shall lack? Nothing. No good thing. We will lack no good thing. God gives abiding peace to those who abide in him. Are you abiding in him? Well, we only made it through verse number two. Sorry. I wanted to go through all six verses, every intention. Uh, but maybe Teresa's right. It takes me a while to get warmed up. Yeah. It's been a long time on the front end. And you know next week we'll come back and you'll get a review you know, of that. Hopefully I won't spend too much time on it. You'll get it twice. If you do, the Lord's determined that we needed, you know. Um, I heard Martin Lloyd-Jones say a long time ago that, we need to have things repeated, you know, unto us. We have a great need for things to be repeated unto us. We, we so easily, we're so quick to forget. Yeah, yeah, verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto you, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we've learned some things. I think... If, if, if you belong to the Lord, you can look back and see that you've grown. You know, the Lord's led you along 